Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Setting the Tone Interviews. My name is Elizabeth and today Daniel, Lauren, and I are delighted to get to sit down with Connie Marie Brazelton. Ms. Brazelton played nurse Connie Oligario, making a whopping 113 appearances over the course of 10 seasons. Ms. Brazelton, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Well, thank you for taking the time to want to even interview me. I appreciate <laughs> it. To start us off, how did you get your start in acting and what led you to getting the job on ER? Oh, two things. I started acting indirectly when I was six years old. My mother put me in baton twirling. And that to me is a form of acting, performing. And I was a, I was a true majorette. So I've always been one to um, be the first, like the first to go to college or the first, you know, or the only black person, you know, or, you know, and so it was my journey. I, I, put, I twirled. And when I got into high school, I really got into the, uh, really the other performing arts. But the baton twirling was my beginning in acting. We had pageants, we had costumes, we did it all. And, um, and in high school, I, I got a scholarship to go to college through my dancing, my acting. And um, I think my mom was the biggest boost because she was the one that from a poor family laid the platform while other kids were playing outside. I was outside twirling the baton or when other kids had other things to do, I was in rehearsal. And that's kind of how I raised my daughter too. Go figure. But that's how I got started and how I got on ER. I had prior to ER, I had worked with John Wells on a show called Bomb and Gilead. And um, whenever you work with people and you always take friends with you, and, and that was a family. There were like 35 of us, and to this day, we, we still get together and you know, we know each other and we love each other and we, and thank God for Facebook, you know, we really get to reach out to people. So John Wells was the producer of uh, Baghdad, no, uh, Bomb and Gilead. I don't know what I'm thinking, <laughs> Bomb and Gilead. And I worked um, with him there. That's when I first met him. And I was a member of the improvisational theater project at Mark Taper Forum. And I worked there for a couple of years and John Levy was there. And so I had met him. And one day, a summer day, I, as I recall, cause you guys know this is like 26 <laughs> years ago or 27, I'm not even sure. Um, I was visiting my girlfriend, um, Alfie Woodard, not to call names, but that's where I was. And I got this, I think we had beepers, baby. I had a call <laughs> and I missed it or something. Finally, I got the call and it was John Levy saying, hey, you need to get here, blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, but I'm way out in Manhattan Beach and blah, you know, so some kind of way, you know how they say when a job is yours, your name is on it, it's yours. So I drove, I, I auditioned for the, um, can't call his name right now because you guys forget I'm getting there, um, the director and um, John Levy were in this room and it was just me. And the, the audition wasn't big or anything. It wasn't a bunch of callbacks. It was just a phone call, get there. I did read for it and I got the job. And it was for a movie, movie of the week, I assumed, you know? Oh. So 
Yeah, that's what I assumed way back then. It was a movie. Right. So it was an hour and a half or hour and I don't know how long the this this movie was. So I shot it and we did it and I went away for the summer. I was in New York and uh, I got another call and they said, well, we're about to um, do this. It's going to be this, this is this pilot where it's this pilot's being picked up. So the movie turned into a pilot mm -hmm. and it got picked up very quickly. I might add, as I recall, I could be wrong on some of those things. So I rushed back. I had just taken those braids down and I came back with these little ringlets, orange hair, red hair. And I went into, you know, set. And I do remember um, the the producers all coming down and just, hmm, hmm. And I think they were really looking like, do we like this hair or not? You know, so I, I think they did. So that's why they continued to let me work. And I also, I think, um, we were innovators with natural hair, mm -hmm. myself and Yvette Freeman. I said, oh, but Yvette, please don't wear a wig. I, I'm not sure if she wore a wig in the first, in the pilot, she may have. But when she wore her natural hair and I wore my hair, it was the beginning of something, you know? And now it's just, ah, everybody got that natural hair, you know? <laughs> so those were my beginnings um, and I, I didn't even realize how big a deal it was. Yeah, it's actually funny that you bring up, it seems like every single person that we've talked to has like the John Wells connection. Mm -hmm. Like he just seems to be the guy that brought this all together. And it's very, it's been fascinating hearing yeah. you but and hearing Troy nothing Evans. nothing go down without John Wells. <laughs> yeah. He is the, he is the, oh, okay. Oh, okay. You know, so. <laughs> Yeah, we were very young back when we did Bomb and Gilead. I, gosh, wow. And uh, he was this young, cute, fine, <laughs> I almost call him a brother, because he was, and he was running things. He had such a baby face, you know? And um, yeah, we you didn't expect that he would go, whoa, when we were doing Bomb and Gilead. But I'm very grateful for those opportunities that were allowed me, you know? Not everybody gets an opportunity in this industry and we're, and you know, I've been out here a long time and everybody in that cast has been out here a long time and there's just a few that, that really are, well, I think most of us have survived and, and made a living at what we love to do. Some of us are, are had racketed onto superstardom and which is great and, and doing very well and that's, Hey, to be a part of that is, 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 wow. It's mind boggling because when you look back, when you get old enough to look back, it's just a great opportunity, you know? Uh, do you have any specific memories of filming that first pilot or, or, or the movie as you called it? Uh, do you have any specific memories of what that process was like? Cause I know it was a little different, you know, you filming in an actual hospital versus a set. Oh yeah, right. We were in an actual hospital. Well, to me, it was just like another job. Oh, we're on location, you know, and um, there were the doctors and the, and, and the patients and the nurses and, and oh, yeah. And I remember that first episode, Juliana mm -hmm. almost died. 
Mm-hmm. But they loved her. And John brought her back. She didn't die. And then she became the star. So I don't know if they knew exactly how it was going to go. But once we came back, she didn't die. <laughs> she she was the star. And it was cool. And we were the supporting cast. And, and that's what we were hired for. It was fun. Yeah, we were, we were really... Um thrilled to be able to talk with you today because um we are in the very early season still i think we're two-thirds of the way through season two yeah and so um it's great to be able to while we're while this is all still fresh in our minds to be able to talk to you and just see what we may have missed or things that we're not noticing so it's just well the baby shower one you must have already seen that oh yeah we actually that was last week's yeah Mm -hmm. oh Yep, we just watched that one. Um, now, I know you mentioned that looking back, it, you go, wow, that was a huge deal and how lucky am I? But during the um, the actual filming process, you know, in the first few seasons, was there any sense for you or your fellow cast members that you're really on to something special here, especially after that first episode? At that end of that first season, when I remember when they... Um, um, started airing and how much publicity this show got and how the critics loved it. And just, it was by the end of that first season, we knew that this was something, wow, and we had a job to come back to. You know, it was it was really, I remember the second season, we all got together. I believe it was at John's house or it could have been at Mimi Leader's house. And I remember announcing that, oh, well, I hope I can still work. I'm pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I was like, whoa. But, hey, it worked out. I worked, had the baby. She had her uh, first uh, formal appearance on (laughs) on that episode as my baby, my daughter, who is now 24 years young, (laughs) living in Chicago, who is a very... um, well-rounded artist herself. She's auditioned for Eric um, in Chicago a couple of times. Oh, really? But her start was on ER, (laughs) getting back to ER. (laughs) And uh, she's been, she's done a few shows with me and we've done a movie together and um, we uh, did a play together. So it's kind of fun. And we did a video together. So over the oh, and we did a pilot together. So my daughter, nice. along the way, these 20 past four years, has, has been able to work with her mom here and there. That's awesome. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, so what was your experience the first time you ever found yourself in one of those rapid fire sort of Uh, controlled chaos, like trauma scenes, the one-shot takes. Were you ever overwhelmed by them, or did you enjoy that challenge? It's very scary when when it's your turn and you only have one line and you better get it right. One of the things that sticks out in my mind is the live show. Mm. That was really mind-boggling, but exciting, and um, it it was a first time, and uh, we had a guy named, I think it was Guy B with the Steadicam, that's the first time I really was, was introduced to the Steadicam. And that camera just just follows you all the way through. And um, it was just, this was a very big thing. Since then, a, lot, a few shows have gone live. 
but this was a hour drama to go live. I thought it was really kind of like doing uh, theater, which is where my BFA and, and, and background is in. So this is right up my alley. Just hit your mark, hit your line, and keep it moving. No second takes. Oh, I messed up. No, none of that. You don't want to be the one to mess up. <laughs> so that was the most exciting thing. They had, had a week of rehearsal. Then we shot it. The NBC crew came in, and they were all hid behind different desks and certain places, and they went from one place to the other, and we rehearsed everything. There were fights. There were people dying. There were people. It was just madness and excitement all the way around, and we knew this was something, again, big. And I don't know what season that was. It wasn't but this came along and made it even better because, oh, they're going to do this live. Okay, then. And uh, that was a great experience. And meeting meeting all the people that we worked with, oh, my gosh. I worked with Sally Fields, Alan Hart. <laughs> I mean, the, the role just goes on. And even, uh, of course, George Clooney, which was just George then, but now it's George <laughs> Clooney. I mean, hey, I'm, I'm truly blessed. I am truly blessed and I and I don't take it lightly. And I'm, I'm sorry we laughed, but it's just so funny because everybody we've interviewed so far has mentioned how great Sally Fields and George were to work with. So we just had to chuckle that so far we're, we're what, three for three? Four, four for yeah, four? Yeah, four for four. It's been corroborated. So we just, we appreciate that you're keeping all of them honest by saying the exact same. <laughs> But you guys have to know it's been a long time, and so I've forgotten some of the people. One of the, um, my goddaughter, who is married to uh, Sterling K. Brown, she was in college, and she's a, a great artist herself. But she got to come home from college and, and do and work on the show, you wow. know, and that was a big thing for her. And now she's gone on to do many, many, many things. Little things like that mean a lot because it gives people a, a beginning. Oh, yes, she's on ER. Oh, I get to be on ER. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, she has a, a MFA in, in theater now. But, hey, she was destined to. But that was one of her first film things, too. Like Lauren said, we, we hear a lot about... Um especially George Clooney, but uh, also Anthony Edwards as well. Like what, what are, do you have any specific memories or stories from those early seasons of the show and kind of what the, it seems like that's a favorite amongst cast is the early seasons. Well, it was, it was, um, George is a wonderful spirit. I think he was a gift to ER, you know, and then he went on to spread his wings one day I came to work and I had just had my baby. So this might've been the second or third season. I'm not sure. And we had our little honey wagons. We we're the second cast, you know, uh, the supporting cast, I'd like to say. And we had a little honey wagons and I parked my car in it cause I had my baby with me. Well, I come out there and somebody had, well, towed my car. And I just, oh, it, gosh, my baby stuff was in there. I had the baby on the set. And it was just devastating. They were going to charge me to get it up. George just walks over, gives me what I needed, and just just didn't even say a word. It was just so kind, you know. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, when I was pregnant, he loved calling me an 
I don't know. It's in the it's in that episode, but he talk about you, right. <laughs> you know. And he was always a prankster. He did. He likes to play jokes, and he's funny. He's funny. He'll crack you up, and you and he'll his lines will all be there, but you'll be laughing, you know. <laughs> and he used to write his little notes on that sheet too. Yes, we always try to keep an eye out. We caught him once. We've only caught him once. In season two, we've caught we've caught it once on camera. We are very proud of ourselves. Well, but you know what? That's not a bad thing to do because once he found out that real doctors do that. That's what I heard. I, I, I could be remembering it wrong, but doctors take notes on those sheets when things are moving fast and you would think so in the ER, you know? Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, the early season nurses scrubs were, as Carol Hathaway described, the hated peach. <laughs> what did you think of those early uniforms and were you happy when they changed? The I'm color? the only one that probably loved them because <laughs> as if you can see the back of this room, it's peach. <laughs> I love my, I love peach. I love those colors. Um, then we moved to what color did we move Is to? Is it that, that yeah, burgundy? It's like a maroon yeah. burgundy color. I think, I don't know. Because I, 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 I know I know Wendy's always in like her white sweater. She's never usually yeah, she's in, in like scrubs, a candy striper but, um, yeah. uniform. But oh, you mean talking about Vanessa? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God bless her. I, I, I think I was the only one to went, went to her going away ceremony. And, mm. uh, hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it is what it is. I, yeah, she always, she was, I, I don't know, she was some kind of, she wasn't a candy striper, mm -hmm. but she wasn't a nurse. She I was like she maybe was nurse, nurse assistant. Assistant or, and I, I don't think that's the right word, but, right. but not quite what we were. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not quite sure of the terminology. And that was one thing on, on ER is like, I don't know, but you had to figure out what you were doing. The BP and the da -da 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 -da. the language does not roll off the tongue, and when you get some uh, in the ER and you're running off those lines like a doctor, and it's it becomes second nature, that is a gift because they don't know what it means either half the time. <laughs> you know, they they asked. We had a lot of coaches, great coaches, real doctors, real nurses, so that we could um assemble and 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 try to make it look real mm -hmm. because everybody would tell you oh no that's not gonna happen that fast honey <laughs> and we get it done in two seconds with something might take an hour i think at least but it, it was good representation and we get a lot of letters like oh no that would never happen in the er where they delivered the baby Mm -hmm. you guys remember that or have you gotten yep. to that episode yet the one with mark and the woman passing away or in the er and yeah. the baby yes yep. now that might have won awards i don't know yep. i know the one that mimi leader directed uh, the chicago um right. yeah the Bl blizzard blizzard, blizzard. blizzard. Yeah. that was the name of it it came back to me i don't know how many years ago but that was a phenomenal Woo! that, that was, was an episode that uh, a friend of mine was playing a patient, <laughs> and um, he had one. They had to take off his. He had lost his leg, so his one leg was down into uh, the 
the gurney mm -hmm. and the other leg was up. So you're laying on, so you, the one leg has disappeared, right? Mm -hmm. And so when everybody would leave him <laughs> on the gurney, all strapped up, <laughs> go eat. And he said, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's one of our we top had episodes. Fun, yeah, and we had fun. Uh, a lot of times I'd like the episodes when we got to get away from the ER and dress mm -hmm. up. We had gowns, we had parties. We, you know, it was it was definitely something that is happening now in different episodes. But I think we were kind of the first, you know, oh, yeah. the really big first one that really, I don't know, set set the pace. Now, Grey's Anatomy, I love that show. It's doing great. And I have a lot of friends on there, <laughs> and um, I like I like how they I like their style, but it's different. They're not concentrating on the ER, you know. They're concentrating right. yeah. just on the hospital and different cases that come in. Right. And so th that was the difference for me. ER was really about oh people coming in, stuff happening, and then they would leave. They would they did some traveling and they would go outside the ER. Those were the episodes that that I liked, not the best, but it gave uh, the characters, you got to know the characters better. You empathize with the characters more when you got to see them outside the ER. So uh, what sort of things changed for you personally once the show was such a massive hit? Like, did you find yourself getting recognized out in public more often or anything like that? No, I'm, I, I, I really, well, I, I'm, I've been around a long time. I know everybody, it seems like, in the African-American um, realm of acting, that's my age. We have pretty much 90, I must say 90% of these people I know that are my age, not these young people coming along, I will get to know them because as they become stars, but I know them personally. So as far as being recognized, I don't know, not me, because I was really a supporting cast, but I, I have been recognized, but not, not like, oh, run, 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 like some of my friends who are really well known. They got to run from people. But no, no, not too much. I've, what it afforded me was opportunity to go and represent as a nurse, go to nurse conventions, have people treat me like I was a nurse and speak in Chicago and different, you know, things. I've gone to the National Black Nurses Association and sold my jewelry. Oh, and wow. see, yeah, and my jewelry has been featured, was featured on ER for at least 12 years, I'm sure. And wow. yes. Um, Every all the pieces that I had on were always mine, but um, oh. they would buy from me just like they would buy from buyers. And once a year, I and I'd have to make my jewelry, you know, like a necklace. You don't want it too big because you're in the ER. Come on right. now, I can't have something on like this that I have on now and knock your eyes out. So I would have to do duplicates because, but I'm the type of person. My jewelry line is called Banji Face Jewelry. B-A-N-J-I-F-A-C-E, jewelry, banjee face. And so my, my whole thing is one of a kind. So I'd have to duplicate a bracelet or earrings so I'd make them just a little bit different. That was my whole thing. So one time, 
shit, they had, I mean, I've been on there for years, so every year they'd had a lot of jewelry, right? Mm. Somebody stole the jewelry. <gasps> like, not, like if I ever see my jewelry somewhere, I'm gonna know it. <laughs> I said, wait a minute, <laughs> where'd you get that jewelry, you know? And they were so sad by it. But they, they continued to buy from me, and it's very Afrocentric. And my character was very raw and rare, you know, and mm -hmm. yeah. So those are things that uh, ER really afforded me uh, an opportunity to sell my jewelry, get it featured. And it's just a hobby, but I still do it. And I still have fun doing it. And I get opportunities that way. And I go and represent when, when necessary. <laughs> So uh, did you have any favorite uh, cast members to work with? Was there anybody on the cast that you felt like you had good chemistry with? Ellen Crawford and my girl, Yvette Freeman, <laughs> Lily Marie, and Laura Serong. Those are my <laughs> girls. Those are my favorites. Yeah. So all the nurses just stuck together. Then. All the nurses. And if I left somebody out, forgive me if you were a nurse. <laughs> but it's been a minute and um i think you got them all we're still close i talked to laura i talked to yvette i talked to ellen as much as i can and it's not enough but ellen and i we always run into each other and her husband is my daughter's godfather godfather oh, okay. and he was on the show nice. as well yeah michael genovese yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah michael genovese and ellen actually got married on the show yeah, yeah. Go figure. It's one of our favorite little bits of trivia is like actually like, oh, Lydia and Al are actually married in real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one, one of the cutest ER couples. I'm really proud of us all. You know, our journeys are a little different, but you can't negate that they're, they're fabulous, no matter what. It may not be on the same level as some of the others, but... Um, Lily is directing and Laura is still acting. Yvette is singing and acting and, and Ellen is acting and acting and I'm still doing me, you know? I'm working on my own show, the CMB show. I've been working on it like I work on my jewelry at my pace, the way I want to do it, right? <laughs> Good. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. The pandemic uh, made me sit down and and realized I kept telling people, cause I, I post almost every day. I, I started every day of my lockdown. I think I'm on lockdown day number 121. And during this pandemic, I realized that the CMB show is me, all of my social likes and what I do. I kept saying on my, on my, uh, um, my post, I said, well, wait till the CMB show comes. And I, I have about, about eight little things done, you know, that are already out on YouTube that I've done, but they're all under my little CMB show. Things that I want to do, little monologues, little uh, things in the kitchen, getting my hair done, hair day, um, dance class. I have danced every day that I can all of my life. So I still have done that. I did that on the ER and I'm still doing it now as I became Medicare certifiable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. So 
We we touched on the fact that you truly were pregnant during season two and you spent a big part of season two actually pregnant. Was it a challenge to be working on set during that time and going through such a significant time in your life with millions of people watching each week? No, not at all. I was getting bigger. <laughs> but that final episode, two weeks later, I had my baby and I was on ET. E.T. with the baby. Mm-hmm. So that was her first television debut. It was the Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, they came yeah. to the house and interviewed me and the baby. But um, I was huffing and puffing. I was big. I gained like 75 pounds. Come oh. on now. I gained a whole person. Every time the doctor said, you're not eating for two. You're not. You're eating for you. Stop it. (laughs) But I was big. I was 75 pounds. That's a whole nother person, at least. But uh, it was my first and only, and I was 40 years young when I had her. So I'm blessed. I got through. I thought I was going to run in there and have that baby easy. No. (laughs) Did not. (laughs) But once she came out, it was all that went away, you know? Uh, we recently covered the season two episode, Baby Shower, where your character gets a surprise baby shower at the end of the episode. Uh, do you have any specific memories of filming that episode? And did the cast and crew did any, do anything to commemorate uh, your new arrival? Well, yeah, I had a baby shower. I, me- I think there must have been 80 people there. Oh, wow. And we are showed out, the writers, and I believe... Um, who wrote Carol Wood? Who wrote that episode? I think it was Carol Woodward. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Well, they all showed up, and they gave me, and and they didn't give it to me, but they knew about it. So I don't know all the particulars, and nor do I remember. But I was living actually across the street from where I am today, <laughs> and then not long after that, I moved into this house across the street. But I had this enormous real baby shower. And the whole uh, episode of Baby Shower is that they tricked me every day. It was supposed to be my last day, my last day. And I was going to everybody, well, I won't see you. And they said, okay, well, I'll call you or whatever. They just walk away like, damn, you know, what what about me? And so finally, everybody kept saying, you know, get the beet soup, get the beet soup. Right. And I said, well, shoot, let me go on over there. And I kind of felt like that I was really big, you know? So I said, maybe I should get some real beet soup because this baby needs to come. And um, that was fun. Just knowing that an episode was about you Mm -hmm. and your pregnancy and everybody being pregnant. So I do remember I huffed and puffed and I had to take it slow because it was in the last days that I filmed that yeah so those are the things I remember I do remember George talking about me oh yeah and I remember you give it right back to him as I remember (laughs) I probably did because I don't hold my tongue and uh um I'm just very honored that that I had that chance to have a whole episode about the babies and me being pregnant and they say well you think you can do it I said, damn straight, I'm doing this. <laughs> I waddled myself down there. <laughs> they had me running, pushing. I was, I, whew, probably couldn't do, I probably could do it now too, but I wouldn't be pregnant, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it was Carol Flint who wrote that episode. Carol Flint, right. 
That's and cool. then the other, okay, well, yeah, Carol Flint, but during those 10 years on ER, all of us were pretty close, you know, in mm -hmm. terms of just, just getting together, all the parties that we, at the end of the day, and then special things that we had on set. And one of the greatest things about George Clooney, he treated everybody the same. He didn't care if you were an extra or whatever, or had two toes. <laughs> and he made it comfortable for everybody. They had a basketball uh, ring so that they could get rid of some of that thing and go out and play basketball. He did that. And then people would come to the set and we'd have coffee, um, little coffee people who that's all they sold. So it's supporting small businesses. They get an opportunity to be on set and then massages on set. These kind of things are perks, but they're wonderful and they keep a cast happy. And I think George was the beginning of that for, for ER. So do you have a particular favorite memory or story from your time on the show or something that stands out as uh, personally significant to you? Well, I remember we went to the first SAG Awards. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share this story. Okay. <laughs> So we got the, the supporting cast, not the star stars, but the Ben, A, Ben Ruby and Deezer, D and Ellen and um, Yvette and all of us and Laura, Lily, whatever. We all got together and did our ride to the first SAG Awards. The only thing was I had just had my baby and it, uh, uh, prior to, so I don't know how long, I don't know how many weeks or how many when the SAG Awards came. And um, so I was breastfeeding. So I go to the, I uh, had my little purse and everything. I had a little pump in there. So I go to the bathroom. Now this is new for me too. Granted, I've been on the planet for decades without knowing how to do any of this. So I go into the bathroom stall halfway through because I'm engorged. No. I put this little thing on, it's like, uh, uh, it was like stuck. Oh no! <laughs> oh shit! Yes. Oh, so that's what happened. I I will never forget that. That's one of the. <laughs> <laughs> it was stuck. It was not. Oh my gosh! I don't know. One day, guys, when you ever go through there, you'll see somebody. It's Good. not a yeah, especially when you're not used to it, you know. And it was a new thing. And it was a little baby pump that you could put in your purse. Right. Uh-huh. And it's not like you have iPhones now where you could text somebody and be like, shit, can you help me come get this off? Like, <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, so that was one of the... Mm -hmm. My mother, let me share this with you. My mother from 1960-something kept a scrapbook of her baby, me, <laughs> all the way up until... I lost my mom in like 2008 or something, but all the way through ER, she had the TV guide, she had the Jet magazines, she had every play, everything I ever did in college, uh, Broadway, um, any play. I did uh, Women Behind Bars at the Roxy. <laughs> that was pretty amazing. That was great. And she, I mean, every clipping. And so most of the clippings that I have from ER is what my mom put together. Oh, two of my best, let me share this with you. I'm very close with a lot of um, 
I have a village of women who are very strong in the industry. And my two, two of my besties, Tyra Farrell and CCH Pounder, were both on ER at mm -hmm. one point. And um, at, be, prior to ER, you would never see one without the other. We are closest thieves, you know? We, we, and, and just recently the other day, I called one and she didn't answer. So I called Tyra and she picked up. And I was like, oh, I was so excited. And then Cece calls back and I said, oh, wait a minute, oh, you know, and as I pushed the button and, and I, and I, for the first time I did a, a conference call. So we just caught up. But at prior to ER, you would never see one without the other. And we both got an opportunity to work together. I would like to work more with, with people that I know and have experienced, but that was one of the things I do remember and loved about ER. I got a chance to work with some of my besties, you know? <laughs> work is always more fun when it's with your friends. Yeah, yeah. One of our normal things that we like to do is we like to get a few fan questions submitted because, you know, who gets the chance to ask these things? We're so lucky to do this. So the first fan question that we have is, who was the funniest cast member on set? Well, by hands down, George Clooney. And then when he left, hmm, <laughs> I don't know, me. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know, it must be you. That, that's usually how that answer goes. <laughs> it must be me. <laughs> and then the other question we have from the fans is, do you see or would you be interested in an ER reunion happening? Absolutely. Absolutely. Canes, wheelchairs, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Episode, uh, different, well, let's see. When I left ER, I think I think I did a couple of pilots and um, I worked with Mimi Leader again. And it's, yeah, I would love to get together. I would like to do a, a I don't know. I mean, I'm almost too old to be a, a nurse, but not on film, but age-wise. Maybe I could be the senior nurse. Yeah, I would love to even just see like, okay, this just shows how much, I watched a lot of Survivor when I was younger and when they do the reunion shows at the end of the season where everybody would just get together and reflect on how the season went. I would love to just have everybody back and just shoot the shit and swap stories. Even that would be great. That would be great, but good luck on that one. I know, I know. <laughs> That's gonna be a hard one to do. Say, um, a lot of people. Yep. Yeah, maybe if you could get the nurses together, that might mm -hmm. be a start. I love the show and I love the journey that it allowed me to go on to other things. And, and oh, one of the biggest things to have a job for 10 years, even as it's um, steady, it puts you in a, I was able to, to afford a home, to get in a home, as opposed to paying rent every you know, and so even though you pay, right? And if you yeah. miss that, if you miss one payment, <laughs> who's knocking at the door? <laughs> yeah, I would love to see a reunion. In answer to your question, I think uh, logically, or, or if it could really work, I think the nurses should do one, and and then I think the doctors should do one, and then they should do one just. Anybody who's ever been on ER, they should do a massive. Once we get out of pandemic. To come together 
and yep. do a yep. massive just reunion and and party and talk and set up interviews. Maybe you guys can, um, young people can arrange it. That yeah, could be a long time thing. Let's lead the charge on the nurses' reunion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and you can do that virtually. And then. Along with this, we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but what projects are you currently working on and how can fans keep up with your work? Okay, I am currently working on myself, a show called the thecmbshow.com. Um, I am IGTV Banji Face, and that's where you can find me and I'm auditioning. And um, I've got, oh, you can probably see me on a Nissan commercial. Oh, and you could probably see me on a TurboTax commercial. And you could probably see me on a McDonald's commercial because prior to the uh, pandemic, they were all three running. But right now, I think uh, the Nissan is running. So you can see me on that. So the last question we have is one that we kind of have made a habit of asking everybody that we've talked to so far. Um, what do you think it's important for fans of the show to know about it from your kind of unique behind the scenes perspective? What, what, would, what would you say that you'd want somebody to know who didn't get to see what you got to see? Well, someone who didn't get to see it um, till like they were too young or weren't born, I think it's a great uh, piece of work to study um, it was a first on many levels, whether it's the steady cam, whether it was a live show for a drama, and how well integrated of, of different people. John Wells used every race, everybody got a chance to work and be highlighted. And that is what we're trying to do today, mm -hmm. still. So that you need to know, go to that piece of work and you'll see everybody represented, whether you're East Indian, whether you're an American Indian, whether you're an African American, whatever, he, he had them all. And that I have to give props to. Mm -hmm.